0: Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can find these anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. I do videos five days a week called Headlines with Heidi, where I talk about some local news issues, a local meaning Las Vegas, which is where I'm based. Or I talk about some St. Louis issues, where my show airs in St. Louis on Sunday nights, 7 to 9. So just check it out at HeidiHarris.com. I don't know about you, but I've been giving a lot more thought to prepping and saving a lot more food and storing water and things like that, especially in light of what's happened over the last two years. I mean, who thought there'd ever be a run on toilet paper, right? Now we've got Ukraine, you've got supply issues. People are more and more concerned. I've been watching these videos about these people and came across an author by the name of Creek Stewart, who's been writing about this for quite a while. He's got a great new book out we're going to talk about. And it's so timely, especially in light of what's going on in the world. Creek, welcome to The Heidi Harris Show. Glad to have you
1: likewise Heidi thanks so much for having me on I sure appreciate it
0: I learned a lot from your book I'm telling you what it's so interesting I remember reading a few years back a book about disasters and they were saying that when the Katrina came through most of the people who went to the dome went there not because they didn't have a habitable living place they didn't have two or three days worth of food in the house
1: yeah that doesn't surprise me there's a there's a phrase within the survival community at least at least that goes like this, America is 9 meals away from anarchy. Wow. <laughs> and what that means is that most people have about that much food at home and after that it might get a little crazy.
0: Wow, it's so interesting and I love this book and you really go into step by step Uh, ways to store food, obviously the rotation system and things like that and marking the expirations, but you you have great information about which food store long term. You know, people know about rice and beans and things like that, but then you talk about, you know, keeping the pests out of them and all those things that are super important. You can't just throw it in a bag in your garage. Things will go badly if you do that. Uh, And you very clearly explain all of these things.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I take it step by step. And for this book in particular, I was very intentional uh, about creating baby steps for people who who may have never really thought about preparing before. And my my whole goal here is to create a a non-overwhelming, a very a very easy to follow plan for people who really want to get some some good some good preps in place for very real disasters.
0: Yeah, it's really important, and you even addressed, you mentioned the thing about pets. I hadn't thought about this, that pet food is so loaded with fat that it's not going to store long-term. So let me ask you this, because you didn't cover this in the book, but what about canned pet food? Would that last a long time? Does that last as long as soup or chili or things like that?
1: Yeah, so typically a canned pet food's going to have a shelf life of in between one and three years, Okay. Uh, just just like uh, the cans of food that you'll find in the grocery store, and, and really... For someone just starting out, the real key to building a, a, a long-term food supply initially, especially, is with, with the concept of rotation. And so I always recommend that someone make a list of the top 10 or 20 items that they eat the most often uh, that have a shelf life of one to three years. So these are inner aisle grocery store items like cans and pastas and boxed meals. And once you have that list of 10 or 20 items, each trip to the grocery store, you just want to be intentional about picking up two or three extras of some of those items. It's really easy to do. It's really easy on the budget. And over the course of a few trips to the grocery store, you will have built a decent little stockpile of food that you know you're going to eat because it's on that list of 10 to 20 that you eat all the time. And as long as you're just rotating through that food from your kitchen pantry, you will you that food will never go bad
0: Mm, That's a really important fact. We're talking with Creek Stewart. The brand new book is The Disaster Ready Home, a step-by-step emergency preparedness manual for sheltering in place. I learned a ton from this book. And that is a really important point that you make in the book. Don't buy stuff that you're never going to eat. You know, buy the MREs and all this stuff and store them for 20 years. You're never going to eat that. And that's a really good point that you make about rotating things in, things that you normally will eat, things that you will still want to eat during a disaster if necessary. That is a key.
1: It is, it is literally the hallmark of a long-term food storage pantry that makes and I, and I And it's the number one thing that most people do, do wrong when buying food. They take advantage of flash sales by grocery stores and, and unfortunately, end up with food that they just aren't going to eat and eventually goes bad. And so they've wasted their time and money. So the phrase is really simple store what you eat and eat what you store.
0: And here's something really important. Speaking of storing what you eat and eating what you store, if you can't protect what you have in your house, you're in heap big trouble, as they say. That's why I have boss security screens on my home. Now, boss security screens are guaranteed to prevent break-ins and forced intrusions. They're also guaranteed for life. They're HOA approved. They come in 300 colors. And if you've ever seen the the videos. You can see them on my Vimeo channel, Heidi Harris Show. There's a video of how they work. You can take a baseball bat. You can take a hammer. Somebody cannot get into your house. This is really important because if things go crazy, you want to protect what you have. And even now, even if we're not in a situation where nobody has food, you still Need to be able to protect what's yours. We hear about the crime rate going up every single day. BossSecurityScreens.com is the website, B-O-S-S, BossSecurityScreens.com. They're happy to come out and give you a free estimate. They're great people. Once you see this product, I believe you're going to want these on your home. I have them on my home. I feel so much better having them. Back to my conversation with Creek Stewart. What do you think, I know you we're talking about how you have at least a year for your family. You've got children, so that's the full family here. But what do you think is the average, you know, that people really, need? is it? Is it a couple of weeks? Would it be a month that, you know, by then something better will happen? We don't know. But w- what would be the mare, bare minimum in your estimation?
1: Two weeks. Okay. Uh, for, for most people starting out, I would say work toward a two-week goal. And then everyone's really different at that point. You know, some people are going to have total peace at two weeks, and some people aren't going to feel like they have enough at two weeks. And everyone is different, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. And I would say two weeks minimum, and then just go from there based upon your comfort level. Maybe it's going to be a month. Maybe it's going to be two months. Uh, But in this day and age, I I wouldn't feel very comfortable with less than two weeks uh, buffer.
0: That makes sense. We're also uh, talking about that. You've also talked in this book about water, things like that, how to uh, store water. There's a lot of information. Obviously, I didn't know it, so I read the book. Uh, A lot of information, great information about storing water safely, filtering water, things like that. Talk about the importance of that because, you know, you can live a few days without food, but you won't make it without water. And, you know, I've always heard the old adage, one gallon of water per person per day. Well, you know, that really, really realistically, you know, that's not going to work for cleaning yourself or even giving the animals water. That's not going to work. So talk about that.
1: Yeah. So here's a staggering statistic. The average American uses over 80 gallons of water oh, per day Oh per person <laughs> between eating and drinking and bathing and washing their hands and washing their clothes. So we use a staggering amount of water per day per person. Uh, so you're right. One gallon is be really tough to get by on and so i recommend um the three phase water plan uh and it's really simple so the first phase is you want to have fresh water on hand just ready to go ready to drink and so two gallons per person per day minimum for two weeks so we're back to that two week uh mark again so two gallons per person per day for two weeks and that water can be really simple to get. You, just go, you can just go to the store and buy gallons of water or bottled water or five-gallon containers of water. That water that you buy at the store or that you fill up in containers from your tap is going to last up to five years in storage, so it's not going to go bad anytime soon. You can tuck that away in the bottom of closets or under beds or behind couches. It's really easy to do even with small spaces. But beyond that much, it's going to get a little cumbersome for the average person to store that much water uh, beyond two weeks. And so then we move into phase two. Phase two is you want to have a really good water filter on hand. The one I recommend is called the Big Berkey. It's a gravity-fed filter. It doesn't require electricity. You can pour almost anything in the top of that filter, and it's going to come out the other side um, safe to drink. It's going to filter out bacteria, protozoan cysts, plastics, um, chlorine and a laundry list of other contaminants that you don't want to put into your body uh, and it uh, you can pour in creek water and pond water and rain water and melted snow and have confidence that it's safe to drink so you want to have a whole how like a, a really nice water filter and then the third phase of that is a renewable source of water you want to think about like okay what if my water storage runs out and the tap still isn't running or the or the water is still polluted i can't get to the store where do i get my water so if you live near a creek or a pond that's an easy solution but for most people the best solution is going to be to implement a rain barrel and if you have a rain barrel for most people that's going to be a renewable source of fresh drinking water that'll keep you in water almost indefinitely
0: Well, one of the points you made, too, in the book, we're speaking with Creek Stewart. The brand-new book is The Disaster-Ready Home, a step-by-step emergency preparedness manual for sheltering in place. Excellent information. One of the things you also mentioned is, you know, water's very heavy. You start getting to these bigger containers. It's one thing to haul, you know, a gallon around or two gallons or five gallons. You talk about some of these blocks that people can store them in and those kinds of things. But also, when they get really big, not only can you not move them, uh, they're dangerous. You can't put them on a second-floor unit, obviously, if you live in an apartment, if it's a huge amount of water or it you know it could topple off the roof talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so there's a huge variety of water containers that you can use a really popular container is a 55 gallon drum food grade plastic drum and you can imagine that you know 55 gallons of water is hundreds of pounds and you know storing that in the wrong area that could easily collapse a balcony um, or even you know in some upper stories in some places you know so you want to be very careful about water storage Um, and if it were to topple over you know not only do you lose your water supply but then it's not only dangerous from toppling but then it could potentially spill and you could have a whole nother set of problems uh, as well so um, any anything larger than about five than about five to twenty gallons of water uh, you're going to want on a really solid surface either either in a shed Um, or in on a concrete slab in a basement or a garage Uh, so those are all things that 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 people need to consider.
0: Yeah, let's, we're speaking with Creek Stewart, author of uh, Survival Hacks is one of his books and the newest is The Disaster Ready Home. You mentioned something else in this book about water that I was pretty horrified about. I'm not going to give away the link. People can buy your book. You have a link in here to find out what's going on with your municipal water. I was horrified, Creek, when I looked it up at the stuff that's in. People say, "Oh, the tap water's safe to drink." Well, yeah, better than, you know, somewhere in the third world, I guess. But yeah. there's a ton of stuff in there. I had no idea it was even in there. It's it's horrifying, which is why I want to get one of these Filters that you recommend.
1: Yeah, and that's a primary reason why I filter all of my drinking water and all of the water we use in our house through a big Berkey, just to eliminate a lot of the stuff that our tap water is laced with. You know, there's the pharmaceuticals and, you know, all kinds of things in in our tap water that passes the, you know, that passes the safety test, I guess, Uh, you know, but it doesn't necessarily pass my safety test even outside of a disaster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna to have to do a whole podcast on on just that aspect of it. I looked it up and I was horrified at the yeah. stuff that's in the water. And then they'll say, you know, the the allowed level is this, but your water's that. Oh, fantastic! Great.
1: Right, right. And you know, th- you know, there's all types of different disasters that can affect water supply. And you know, boil alerts are really common. Uh, they happen all the time. You know, just in Michigan last year, there was a boil. You know, a couple of years ago, there was a boil alert for an entire city. For a few weeks. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a hurricane or uh, an earthquake to interrupt water supplies. These, these things happen all the time.
0: Right. And I think the main point is that so many people in America, certainly, unless you live in a place where they have a lot of hurricanes and not whatnot, but most people are used to these things being there every day. They turn on the tap, it's there. They, they run out of something, they run down to the store a block. We're just not used to having to think, oh, my gosh, I can't get to the store. Oh my gosh, there's no water. And it's so important to think about that now more than ever.
1: Right. The, the common, unfortunately, the, the common thought is it's never going to happen to me. And the fact of the matter is, is that it happens to people every single day in this country and beyond um, with in some way, shape or form, whether it's a natural or a man-made disaster. Uh, these these disasters are indiscriminate and they're just not going anywhere
0: Yeah, I think it's so important, well listen this is a really timely book, everybody needs to read it uh, it's called The Disaster Ready Home a step-by-step emergency preparedness manual for sheltering in place and and I love the fact that it is literally step-by-step, you've got a lot of great pictures you literally talk about how to protect your food from pests, and how best to store You know things like grain and beans, you know, we hear all about that but you've got to store them safely or they're going to be gone and full of rat poop when you go look for them and you explain how to do all of that and this is a fantastic book and it's not complicated doesn't have to be expensive at all you talk about all kinds of you know very cost cost effective ways to do this uh, without spending a lot of money so it's a great book and really timely and i know more and more people are paying attention after last year certainly
1: yeah and that was really the catalyst for writing the book i you know the last couple of years have really opened the eyes to a lot of people who otherwise you know haven't really thought a whole lot about At home preparedness, but that pandemic, you know, that really that really shook a lot of people up. And I can't even tell you the number of inquiries that I received because of my notoriety in this industry over the past couple of years. And that was when I realized, you know, there's a real market for a a very easy to implement uh, step by step book for basic disaster preparedness. And there's a little bit of everything in there for everybody. Whether you just want basic preps or whether you want to dig a little bit deeper, I You know, I scratch the surface on a lot of issues, and and give you some options for for. for- digging in a little bit too.
0: Yeah, which is great. You even talk about the off-grid bathroom, all of those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, which, you know, it's pretty horrifying, but when you, the way you were explaining it, I was like, oh, okay, that's not what we'd think it would be at all. So this is really important for people to read. Thank you for writing this book. It was excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thanks for, you know, giving people so much information that they really need. Now, where can people reach your website? Sure. My
1: website is creekstewart.com. I have an email list. If anybody hops on, I'd be happy to Share with them survival tips and disaster preparedness um, ideas and suggestions. And the book is available anywhere books are sold.
0: That's great. Well, I wish you well with it, Creek, and it's it's excellent. I learned a ton, and more and more people are talking about this, so perfect. Thank you very much. Appreciate talking to you.
1: Thank you, Heidi. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks.
0: I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can find me Sunday nights live in St. Louis on 97.1 FM Talk, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time. You can find me five days a week doing videos. I call them Headlines with Heidi, and I post them at Vimeo, Heidi Harris' show channel, also at HeidiHarris.com, and, of course, my podcast, which you can subscribe to anywhere you get podcasts. If you forget all that, just go to HeidiHarris.com. Everything is posted there. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (music)